Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Thank you, Renee. Always. Yes. Thank you for introducing me, because I'm still alive, people. I'm alive and I'm doing well. Surprisingly. Yeah, I'm alive. Hey, yeah. hey we're as surprised as y'all are. Yeah, exactly. The nation, welcome. I'm alive and I'm well. And, and uh, living uh, in Mid-City. Living in Mid-City, of all places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not in Uptown. Not in Downtown. No. Not in any town. I'm in a city. That's right. A city. And cool. they call it Mid-City. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. You know what I love about New Orleans? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Oh, but okay. um, I didn't see that I digress. <laughs> I digress totally. Um, but um, I've been well. It's been a hard week because... Really? Well, because I had my birthday like a week ago. Right. And you're feeling like the, the postpartum, post-birthday blues? I Yeah, kind of. The calm down? Kind of a little bit because I kind of like, you know... I, my mom always said celebrate like like there's least, no tomorrow yeah celebrate your birthday like there is no tomorrow like okay and she would celebrate the whole month uh-huh even her birthday was on the 10th okay and, but she would cel- start celebrating on the first of the month okay she'd buy herself like a watch and oh. then day two she'd buy herself dinner and then day three you know she'd buy herself you know a cold an eight ball you know <laughs> an eight ball yeah exactly <laughs> okay so but I tried doing that this month and I said you know mom I, I can't do this you know she's dead but I still yeah, yeah. You, you talk to her yeah, like she's I, still there I can't do well, it's this it's comforting I get that but what happened was is that I I, uh, I turned uh, God 55 years old right right yeah uh, yeah 55 yeah welcome to the welcome yeah. to the club and um um, Looking not a day there's over a club. Uh, there's a club for 54. 55. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a 55er club? Sure, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, welcome. Yeah, well, welcome to it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I, I spent the whole week, you know, kind of partying and, and being nice to myself. Okay. And, and being nice to, to my family, well, too. Well, that's good. No, that's yeah, positive. Yeah. And, um, but then this morning, I woke up. And I physically felt unable to get out of bed. Huh. I was just like so run down. You think it just was and, finally catching up with you? Uh, catching up with me. And I just remember, uh, you know, my good friend Keith Richards. Yeah. You know, he said, get up, motherfucker. We're going leaving. You know, that's what he said. Okay. You know? Okay. But <laughs> maybe, maybe next time you can pull a mic away from, yeah. from your mouth before well, you do that stage on, scream. Come on. <laughs> come on. Well, I trouble just, trouble I, listeners are, yeah. are awake now. Yeah, they're awake. Get up! I told them. Get yeah, up. yeah. No, we're all awake. But how's your week been? I haven't um, seen you since our last episode. Yes, yes. I've been trying to keep my distance. Um, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, well, you know, yeah. No, things have been good. So the the ne- actually the next night after I saw you went to play my regular uh, Wednesday night circle bar gig with right. the uh, your band the, the iguanas. Yes, yeah. seven to ten. And uh, lo and behold, there was a film crew there to uh-huh. videotape us as part of this uh, tourism promotional. That the you know tourism board is doing of of the uh, local of steady gigs like people that have steady gigs. Well, so one see, of them, did they pay you anything for that? No, it's a, you know they're 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 providing all the uh, technical stuff. It's it's you know they they asked us if we wanted wanted to participate. Uh, we said sure. You know it's a professional nah, production. Yeah. Fuck you, pay me, man. Well, it goes back to that. Well, they would have. You have an, you have the same agent I have, and my agent would have said no way, don't do it until they well, talk to you me. You know other people like the the previous document of you know the previous uh, part of the series was Johnny Vodakovich's Thursday night gig at the Maple Leaf. So now he's a porn star, right? He is, but he also is a fantastic drummer. Okay. Um, actually, he's not a porn star. Well, maybe I don't know. Um, but he's to uh, someone he is I to guess. someone. That's right. <laughs> Deborah Vodakovich, his wife. Um, no, so he's a great drummer and has had this long-standing gig at the Maple Leaf, and so they came and did a really nice uh, production of the band playing and some interview, you know, about a three-minute piece, and we saw that, and they said, "Would well, you want to be, you know, do this?" So we said, "Yeah," and the guy came out and he had really nice uh, rig and bunch of lights, so you know, turned the uh, the normally dark circle bar into you know the, it was bright as the surface of the sun. So basically, you were making money for the city. You know, through you know advertising, you were making money for the city. Okay, Manny. Well, you know, I'd say this is a it's a two way street. You know, it's the city of New Orleans and the iguanas are in partnership 
to, uh, you know, try to bring it to the people. You understand. Well, yeah. What, what are you getting out of it? Well, you know, it's a nice piece produced on the band. It's, uh, it, it, it's, you know, looks professional. A lot of people will see it. So you know, do you, if you think were, someone if, like in, in Grand Rapids, Iowa, is going to say, oh, wow, I want to go see the Iguanas in New Orleans? Um, well, yeah. Do I think, think that's so? very quite possible. Really? I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I have <laughs> You don't know how but advertising then again, works? It, 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 then again, your crowd is, you know, that, that could be an Iowa crowd. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have fans in Iowa. We've, we've played Iowa on, on a number of occasions over many years. We still have. We played there last year, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We sure did. <laughs> All right. I believe you. Yeah, we're, uh, we're international, Manny. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, you know, then I played the mom's ball on, uh, Saturday. Oh God. With, the uh, mo- Ed, that's still Ed, going on? It's still going on with Ed Volker backing up Ed Volker from the radiators. And, uh, you know, had see, the f- I've been invited to that mom's ball every right, year right. since I've lived here. Okay. And every year I say no. Okay. Because the person who invites me always says, you want, I have a ticket for the mom's ball. You want to go? I said, sure, it sounds fun. And then they, about a week later, they go, well, what's your costume? You have to wear a costume. And I right. say, well, I am, not I'm, not, I'm not going. Right, if right, I have right, to wear a costume. Right. There's no fucking way. I don't wear costumes. Right. You see, if you play in the band, you also don't have to wear a costume. Well, that's good for you, yeah. Well, you know, although I do dress nicely. I wore like a, uh, a light blue brocade jacket with a shawl collar and a you know, tuxedo shirt. I was dressed you know, like I was going to a ball. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's the mom's ball. So now, who is mom, though? Who is the mom? Um, it's, it's, that's, uh... Because that means already the mom's ball happened, so that means Mardi Gras season starting? No, 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 it's not the ball. It's the Halloween party. I, I oh, misspoke. Oh, God. Oh, God, really? They have a Halloween party? They do. They do. Yeah. And a ball. Yeah, yeah. They have several... They pro- do they have a rodeo? They may. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a member. I couldn't couldn't say what all what all activities are, uh, are you know yeah. are part of that whole umbrella. Anyway, so that's what my week has been going like. You know, so uh, we we have a, a guest I'm very interested in in uh, talking to here. Why he, he's been very uh, well? He's been very well behaved. You know, we always tell our guests to uh, don't say anything while we're while we're. Uh, doing this introduction but usually he's, they have a microphone he just looks like he's jonesing right now and, and this, he, <laughs> he, he, he does like. he's getting a little, a little antsy a little jumpy well yeah introduce him this so, is a, uh, yeah introduce him yeah yeah so uh, you know this is a, a fellow he's spent nine years as a military photographer which I can't wait to hear about and after that he went on to write and direct a whole bunch of short films he uh, directed a low budget feature called Local 504 it's a great one I'm in that movie oh okay yeah. there you go I'm in that uh, movie. And his new script was runner-up at this year's uh, New Orleans Film Fest. So, w- without uh, further ado, Renzo Amaris. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. <laughs> We're working with one, with one mic. <laughs> <laughs> two, t- two tables and a microphone. But the, 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 the script that was a runner-up for um, yeah. this, this festival just ended like a week or so ago, right? couple weeks ago no it ended i think it ended like thursday well what did i just say like oh, a last, week ago yeah like last yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> wake up friends yeah, i'm here it's called bird are the bird just bird no what's that about it's about a <clears throat> it's about a woman that's trapped in a room that um or a, an apartment and then this apartment will give you anything that you want oh you told me this idea like a couple years ago yeah. i remember yes so you finished the script, and damn it, you, you were a runner-up. Right. Excellent. Well, congratulations, oh, man. thank you. Go thank ahead you. with the synopsis, though. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's trapped in, a, in an apartment. Uh, the apartment's magic. It gives you anything you want. Uh, if you want a, a cocktail, it's there. If you want a lasagna, it's there. Uh, whatever it is you want, it'll give you except for uh, one thing, and that's freedom. Oh. And so, and, it, and you, you're... Sounds like my house. Yeah. <laughs> and you're eternally young in there and all that. So she's been... So is this like a psychological thriller or something like that? Or is it just kind of like, you know, is it... Uh, uh, it's like a weird... It's a love story, Twilight a, Zone okay. type episode. So yeah. the only way to get out is to have someone come into the apartment uh, and take your place. And the only way they can take your place is um, for the two of you to be in love with each other. And at that moment that you guys are in love, 
uh, you can walk out the door. But if you walk out, you can never come back. And now they are, they are uh, sentenced to the same fate that you, that you had been. God, it sounds like Bergman meets Kubrick slash... Renzo, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know it sounds really true. You know, I, I won a best short at the film festival back in the early 90s. Me, right. and, me and my friend Modi, we won best short comedy, which was called Rosa Mia Moore. Okay. Nation, check it out. Go to Motivation Films or YouTube and check out Rosa Mia Moore starring Manny Chevrolet. We're basically, I'm in a New Orleans cemetery. And this is before I even lived here. I just happened to be here at that time. And I'm grieving the death of my beloved Rosa, but the joke is she doesn't exist. Right. It's just someone who doesn't exist. So it's hilarious because I'm walking around the New Orleans cemeteries, you know, saying fuck yous and giving the middle finger to all these Catholic tombstones and stuff like that. Right. You know, but let's go back before the film festival. Sure. Military time. Nine years in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. So, So you were stationed overseas? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I've been stationed stateside at times, but, uh, I mean, all the, a lot of it was overseas as well. So, uh, mostly in the, uh, in the European, um, venue, yeah, European, theater, as they call yeah, it, the European, European theater, <laughs> Eastern Europe, um, North Africa. So you joined the army. It was the Navy. The Navy. You joined right. the... Okay, I you said the military in your bio. So, yeah. So you were Navy. Okay. Right. Well, my older brother will love you because he was Navy too. Yeah. So you go in, you do boot camp or whatever and stuff like that. And right. you're from Texas, right? Where are you from? North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... It's close to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did some growing up in Texas. Right. So that's probably where you... So you go to the Navy, you do boot camp, and all of a sudden they say you're going to be a photographer after boot camp or... Actually, I went in as a uh, aviation. It's a long title, but uh, aviation anti-submarine warfare operator, which is um, uh, you fly around hunting submarines, and so then. Uh, so you fly so over the ocean. So you, so you're in, you're in a, an aircraft. Correct. Yeah. So I would sit. You're not flying the aircraft. Tell tell us what you did. I would be sit in the back of the aircraft, and you would. Uh, you would have uh, basically squiggly lines telling you. So it's like sonar and radar telling you what's right. b- it's below all, the ocean. Yeah, sonar, and you would and you would be able to tell from those readings on what what kind of submarine or if it was in fact a submarine. So that's where the photography came in, or no? no actually, no. that's that's just where that's where that's what I came in as. Oh, as yeah, and, okay. Uh, that's what I chose to be, and then um, I didn't know they had photographers, but I was always interested in that. I was in, into journalism and photography in high school and everything. And then they had um, one of my instructors at the at one of the schools I had to go to was a photographer. Okay. And then the school, the photography school, was in the same base. Okay. So I realized that photographers existed, and and then so in the navy. Yeah, and so I, I you know, then a, a long. Uh, process of trying to change over started okay yeah. so as a photographer what did you photo did you go into action at all any kind of war zones or you, you actually photograph stars and stripes yeah stars and stripes uh, it still exists right yeah it still exists because um, my sister-in-law is a writer for stars and stripes oh really to this day she's been writing for them for as long as she's been married to my brother as long as I know and that's like 15 20 years now oh okay you know yeah, um, you know, at one point I was the photographer for the commander of Sixth Fleet, um, which is a three-star admiral, and he basically oversees the Sixth Fleet. Um, wow, you must have seen some shit, huh? Yeah, I mean, that was that was an interesting assignment. Uh, he was also the commander of, of NATO Strike Force South. Um, so, and this was during uh, uh, the Kosovo Attacks. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's a, that was brutal. The 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 uh, poison. Didn't Kosovo have tons of like there was gas? A, there was a lot of mass murders. Yeah, and stuff. mass yeah. murders. Uh, Milosevic and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So another dictator who dressed well, though. He know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Serbs are sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Sharp. Sharp. Prof. Kind of sharp profile. <laughs> 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 they are killers. But uh, you know. 
Hey, if you want to go back uh, to World War II, so are the Croatians. We already talked about yeah, the Croatians. Yeah, you know, we're, yeah. we're uh, the, some of the most uh, enthusiastic uh, uh, killers killers of World War II. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, we all got our dark sides. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, so you did nine years as a photographer. Yeah, you know, and it was you know I got to see a lot of things and a lot of the world that some of it maybe was better left unseen. Some of it was awesome. Um, no regrets, you know. Uh, in the end, I ended up having... Uh, nightmares? Not nightmares, but, uh, you know, I had my, my photographs, you know, have been on the front page of every major newspaper in the world. Wow. Uh, Excellent. Uh, I did not know that about yeah, you. Including Time Magazine, Newsweek, when that Because existed. I knew, when I met you and Nation, I met Renzo at the Circle Bar. That's where I met him. And you, we, that's where everybody meets me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's where I met pretty much. That's how we all know each other. Yeah. And Renzo was friends with Hans, who he's living on the North Shore somewhere now with like tw- 12 kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I knew you had some kind of military background, but I never like, wanted to ask you about it. Never, yeah. yeah. You know, because you just seemed like you had a different life now, but you're just interested in film and writing. Yeah, I don't, I don't write about it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't know. write about it at it all. It seems like kind of a common uh, reaction that a lot of people have once they're done with the service. They like to, they want to close the door on that and kind of move on. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't wear, you know, uh, I'm a veteran type stuff. I don't. Right. Really, yeah. Yeah. Because you seem so. Much, how old are you? Because you seem so much younger than me. Forty six. Yeah, you are younger than yeah. me, but not that younger than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never seem that type. You seem like maybe someone who got like uh, you know a dishonorable discharge almost. <laughs> you know? Did some time in the brig. Yeah, yeah. So some time in the brig or something. You I'm, know? I'm, I'm certain there was moments where you uh, were close uh, to that. Could right? happen. Yeah, yeah, but uh, somehow I uh, I snuck through. Yeah, snuck through. Yeah. Okay. So well, you fa- know they, they say in the military it's uh, it's better to be lucky than good, right? So I guess you were lucky. That's probably everything, yeah. Oh. In life, in general, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, in sports and all that kind of stuff. Right. So now, fast forward, you're in New Orleans, and yeah. now you're interested in film, which I, I used to be interested in film. I don't do that anymore because I've become very domesticated, you know. Um, and then you, uh, after Katrina, you make a really good film, which I've never seen from beginning to end for some reason. But it's called The Local can't 50. Can't stay awake. Yeah. I mean, not because of the film, just because you, you, you can't yeah. sit anywhere. Yeah, I can't sit anywhere for two hours, you know. Right. That's why the show's only one hour. That's right. <laughs> but it's called The Local, Local 504, right? Right, The Local 504. And it's the post-Katrina film. Right. And it's loosely based on Wolverines, right? On, uh... On, um... Not Wolverines. Yeah, um, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Red Dawn, which is the, uh, what's his name, the writer from Apocalypse Now? Uh, I don't remember his name. Yeah. No, is that the same guy? Yeah. Okay. The guy who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help. Yeah, he's got writing credit. But he's, it's his first directorial, directorial or premiere, whatever. But it's a story about how the Russians and Cuba cut off the United States. This movie from the 80s. Remember this movie? Oh, yeah, Red Dawn. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was yeah. A, that was a big movie, though, because that was like right at the dawn of the Reagan mm-hmm. era, right, right, where right. they were trying to ramp us all up for this, uh, you know, we've gotten so weak under Jimmy Carter, we really need to remilitarize. There was a, a right. whole, there was, I was in high school, it was a whole push, like a whole macho thing of, uh, right. you know, yeah, we're under attack, you know, the evil empire. And so that movie went along, played into that, that whole Zeitgeist. So Renzo's Local 504 is loosely based on that in a way. Am I right? In a way? Because it's post-Katrina. Right. Similar themes. Yeah. Yeah. Post-Katrina and the city's up for grabs, right? Well, the the idea is that uh, the... the, It's kind of interesting, but the the idea is that the the U.S. government has been basically um, taken over by by the Soviets. Right. And so, um, and then there's there's two types of people, I guess, in the in in the, in the United States. Well, there's three. There's the straight up Russians now that are walking around. Uh, then there's then there's the uh, collaborators, you know, who who are 
basically Russian puppets, you know. Right. Uh, so you have like your government officials. Which was my part, right? Exactly. Yeah. The Quislings. <laughs> yeah, right. my part was a collaborator. Yeah. Exactly. You have your typecast. Right. You know, Russian official collaborators and stuff. And then you have the, the, the Contra, the rebels. Yeah, you know, and then we call them the resistance. The resistance, know, right. That's what we call them. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting because like when all this, you know, uh, this Trump thing happened, there was a lot of when we were watch, you know, looking at it, looking back at it and everything, there was a lot of interesting uh, parallels and even battle cries that we had in our film that, uh, that the, you know, the anti-Trump crowd, uh, the same people, uh, right. <laughs> were, you know, were crying out. Um, so, you know, there was a lot about, a lot of resist, you know, join the resistance and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then, and even like the speeches that I had written in it uh, were, you can easily just change a name in there and, right, you know. Right, it's real. It's yeah. real, real life. Yeah, but the, the funny thing about those speeches that I wrote in there, uh, one of them was based off of a speech by Stalin, and, and, uh, but, it was, but it works. And then another one was based off of a speech by uh, uh, General de Gaulle, I believe, if I remember correctly. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, all about, they're all about resisting. The, the Nazis, you know, so. All right, so I want to talk to you about something. What's up? Why are you drinking so slow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to way you, behind. You see it. where Manny and I are. We're just about, <laughs> all, I'd Even. say, within yeah, 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 a, yeah. like a quarter of yeah. an inch of, of yeah. each other. But speaking of um, liquor, yeah. last week I wanted to talk about this last week. Okay. And maybe I did. I don't know. I, I, I usually cross out my notes. I'll let you know. Yeah. But, um, Last week was the big uh, mega billions. Mega, it was like yes. a fi- it was like a two point five billion dollar jackpot. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? I got two bucks on me. Maybe I can win. King of the scratchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a scratcher. It's it's a oh, okay. lottery. Oh, okay. It's a lottery. Great. Can you buy one for two dollars? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have the same chance. It used to be a dollar, a dollar. Right? now it's two dollars. I wouldn't know. I have never bought a yeah. single lottery ticket in my life. Oh no, you got you, you got you can't win if you don't play. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> I know. So you anyway. also can't lose if you don't play. Well, yeah, yeah. But see, sometimes I don't play, and I look at the numbers anyway. I go, well, those aren't my numbers, so no, I no. save myself two bucks. Yeah, well, that's how yeah. I feel every time. Yeah. You know, uh, in fact, sometimes when I see people going with a lot of money, I think, well, tell you what, idiots. Just give me half of that, and I'll tell you right now that you didn't really win. Exactly. So you're going to save half of your money. This is going to be such a bargain for you. But I saw this thing. Well, I'm in line with all the fucking degenerates and losers. Right. The other degenerates and losers. Yeah. Okay. Besides me. Right. Um, at Birdie's. At Birdie's. We at, were just, we were at, just Birdie's. at Birdie's. We were just at Birdie's buying our guests a pack of smokes. A reminiscent packet of cigarettes. Yeah. So you have a guest who doesn't even smoke anymore. He says, he, he says uh, I need a pack of cigarettes. I said, well, what, you don't smoke? He says, well, I do. He says, but I haven't smoked in a week. I said, well, then you don't smoke. <laughs> well, he said he just got back from Houston, so that's yeah, a good they, they, they sell cigarettes <laughs> in Houston. In yeah. fact, I, when, I, when I go to Houston, it makes me want to smoke. Again, I don't know. When I go to Houston, it makes me want to set fires. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to the liquor store to buy the Bega Billions ticket. Okay. You know, and I get my numbers and all that. And, but I noticed that there's four people in line. And I don't know if you've seen this at all. I've never seen this before in my life. But at this liquor store, they have, um, like, a, basically what... It's it's a little little airplane bottle of booze, okay, and a mixer, but it's like put together like a six pack is nice. I you know, like it's it. like the plastic. You know how you pick up a six pack. It's a little traveler. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's it's like and people were buying them. These degenerates were buying them. And I'm going, nice. this is fucking genius. It's genius. genius. I can see how you could just not even have a cup. You just open up both bottles and pour them straight in your right. mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can picture that, right? And I just <laughs> thought to myself, my God, the genius of this. How brilliant this Diabolical. is. Diabolical. Who, 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 what guy at some liquor... See, co- and people say that... that there's that the world is getting worse. It's it's clearly getting better. Well, it's just, yeah, you know. because getting better for the guy because basically it only costs him like three bucks. So if he can, yeah, yeah. you know, beg for three bucks, it, it's like the crack of booze, right? But it was in like you know, like you see, you know, those plastic six pack holders. But it was a bottle of booze and a mixer, 
And it was it was like I all like you it. needed was two fingers. I like it. It's and like a Lucy for cocktails. Right. right. You know what? So and after the show, we should go back to Birdie's and check it out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> take I'm, pictures I'm of it. I'm game for sure, yeah. man. <laughs> take pictures. I, I want you to, we can take some pictures of me opening both bottles and pouring <laughs> them, them mixing them in my mouth. We could do that too. The night is young, people. The night is young. <laughs> Now, back to you, Renzo. Sure. Why aren't you drinking? I am. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm fucking with you. You know, one thing I noticed about you, Renzo, when, when Manny told me you were going to be a guest, you know, I like to do my research. I, I, I avail myself of the internet, did, did a search. You have a, a quite elusive uh, imprint, you know. It's, you're almost like my father. Like, you're not really quite there in, 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 in the Google. Really? I didn't... See, that's what I've always, what I, since the first day I met you, it's like I know you, but I don't really know you. <laughs> because, like, you're a vegan one day, and then the next day I see you at a steakhouse. And then he's a smoker, then he's not a yeah, smoker. Yeah, then you're not a smoker. Well, so I, I'm still a vegan. You're still a vegan? Yeah, you're it's, still doing it? Yeah, it's really? been like six now, years. Now, all right, because I remember when you were, like, big on Facebook. Yeah. Um, which was well, maybe for a week. you're not on Facebook now, are you? I, I mean, I have an account. I just don't ever. Because you would, like, under post. Under your name? Yeah. I couldn't find it. Maybe I'm a terrible <laughs> speller. I, no, I am a terrible speller, but I thought I had your name right. Oh, uh, maybe that was it. Because you were making your own, like, you know, cauliflower lasagna and stuff yeah. like that. I yeah. remember that. And that's when I said, well, I, I have no need for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can go far, but only so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's know. fine. You know, yeah. no, it's been... Uh, when you reach 55, yeah. cauliflower is not going to be in your diet. I mean, I guarantee you that. It's still not in my diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting to like cauliflower, actually. Oh, really? I've never liked it. I've always loved broccoli, even from the yeah, time I was a little kid. good. Everybody likes broccoli? Yeah. I love broccoli. Cauliflower is weird. Yeah. yeah it, it is. It's so dry and, and granular. Yeah, and it just looks like a... Well, it's supposed to be a, good for you, so uh, fuck that. It looks like a bad version yeah. of broccoli. It is. Clearly, it's clearly a bad version of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in Houston just yeah. last week, right? Yeah, like a week or so. Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to say. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, we but, like that. We like when guests yeah, turn questions yeah, down. It, yeah. it, 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 answer, it says it, more than if they okay. just answered it straight we okay. like that. Well, let me tell you something. I know yeah. why you don't want to talk about it, because I just saw last week okay. that the Houston City Council has rejected robot brothels in the city of Houston. I was there um, representing and, the robot brothel yeah, yeah. Uh, community. So that, yeah, <laughs> so that's it all why, comes you know, out. So, that's why, so what is a robot brothel? I don't know. I mean, okay, <laughs> I do know. Do you know I what can a, picture it? But you, no, well, apparently, technology I'm, is. I'm guessing be, it's like a basically a sex doll brothel. Yes, it yeah, is. Okay. Instead of the remember, remember we used to have the blow up dolls. Yeah. You know, the people in the '70s. I think it's basically like a like a, a like a, a milking machine. <laughs> well, yeah, you could say that too. But, I don't think they, they would need to have faces to, to have a robot brothel. But, you but know? they do have. We well, could just have a picture. Yeah, they do have faces, yeah. and they do okay. have. They have everything that any man needs, you know, and like conversation and, 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 yeah, and well, the warmth. Well, no, and kindness. no, no, <laughs> shut up, basically, they shut up. But apparently, these are big in London and Paris, really? and I think New York has them too, and Vegas has them. Really, these are like basically, I guess, robots that will do anything you fancy. I can only imagine this in Japan and nowhere else. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Real, real girls were all, will already do that. I know, but I was thinking about this, Renee. Remember how we talk about these school shootings and yes. how these frustrated high school boys... Okay, you think this might be the answer? This could be the answer mm. to help them out. Maybe just like a cool older brother or older friend that could, uh, you know, tell them how to approach a girl. My brothers never did that. Yeah. I was the cool one. They well, were. The <laughs> I was the oldest brother, so clearly, no. You know, I didn't have an older brother. I had to figure it out on my own. But you know, it, it was, it, that was character building. Anyway, Houston has decided not to open them because okay, they, they it's a think, southern city. You they know? think they'd rather just have sex trafficking with little girls and stuff like that, uh, as opposed know, to robots. Uh, well, uh, is it one or the other? I think that's a false choice. There doesn't Houston have like strip clubs everywhere there also. Yeah, I, 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 telephone I, road. I, I, uh, I, mean, I don't know. Oh, you know the place? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he knows the name of know. the place. I, I know of it by reputation. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, but yeah. I, I was under the impression that they, I mean, that they were basically everywhere. Like, not like it wasn't um, like in a 
in, a, in a areas or anything like the like the zoning laws were like, oh, you want to strip club here? Sure. I don't not? know. I don't understand. I lived in Austin after Katrina for a while. Yeah. I had to drive through Houston a couple times to get back home to check on my house, and Houston to me is the most confusing yeah. city. Ever. It's been under construction since about 1980 when yeah. I first drove through yeah. there. They, since they, Urban they Cowboy, yeah. Right, since right. Urban since Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. Yeah. You know, on the subject of strip clubs, though, I've, I've actually only been in one strip club one time. And in it your was life? In my life. And it's when I was... Uh, Bullshit. No, no, that's absolutely true. And so it was... I remember every bit of it. So we were on the road with the iguanas when we were uh, out opening up for another act. And we were in Florida, maybe like Tampa or something. And the place was called the Booby Trap. And it was, <laughs> it was shaped from the outside like these two conical-shaped buildings that, was that were attached in the middle. So you could imagine how it looked like two breasts sticking up from the ground. Yeah. So we, we had a day off on this, uh, in the middle of this grueling uh, tour bus tour that you know you play almost every day or every day and sometimes twice a day doing the your opening slot and then a club date at night. It's exhausting. We finally have a day off. We go there. I thought, okay, sure, this is fine. I've never been to a strip club. So the drummer in the band at the time, not our current drummer, but drummer who was m much more adept at the strip club scene, is yeah. totally all in. And the rest of my band's kind of like, you know, good-humoredly going along. I couldn't... It was the most uncomfortable I've, I've been in out of many situations. So just the whole idea that these women are going to approach you and, and try to get money out of you and, and uh, want to want to engage you in this very predatory sort of manner. The, the way I dealt with it is I started giving them money, and I'd say, go give the drummer a dance. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I, I know that type, yeah, yeah. Oh, that I, type, yeah, what, that I, I am? Yeah. <laughs> really? What is yeah. that? What type is that? Well, it's like, uh, I'm too nervous. To, you've never had a lap dance? No, absolutely You've never been to the not. champagne room? For sure not. You've well, there's no champagne in the champagne room. I, I, that much I know yeah, already. Yeah, you know already? Even having been there. And you've only been, you're 55 years old, you've only been to one strip club? Yeah, no, You've never been to a bachelor party? No. You've never, oh God. I don't have friends that would have a bachelor party. I don't even know what that is. I mean, I see oh. it on TV, but, uh, you know, that's not the kind of people I hang around with. It was a Tom oh. Hanks movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. How bad could it be? <laughs> yeah, how bad could it be? Could be really bad like if, or really good. If I were to have told my wife that I was going to have a bachelor party, she would have looked at me like, what kind of fucking idiot are you? And she would have been right. Oh, my wife lets me go to any bachelor party, and she goes, and like Lefty Parker had a bachelor party at the, what's that, uh, strip club in the East? Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, She's well, like, go no, ahead. No, and the funny thing campy, about that party... Cool. The funny thing about that party uh, was I was watching the strippers. You know, I used to go, I used to, you know, back in L.A., go to the strip clubs because that's where you'd score also. You'd have to go score at the okay. strip clubs, you okay. know, because that's oh, where okay. all, the, all the dealers were at. Well, had I known that, I maybe would have gone. Yeah, you would have gone. Much safer, some reason to go there. Much safer yeah. than going on Alvarado Boulevard, let me tell you that. Okay, well, okay. You know. But anyway, um, I think it's time for round two. I think so. Because i got to pee like the Cooley Dam. Right on. All right. We're going to take a break. And we're back. Yes, Ma we are back. That's a stiff drink right there. That girl likes us. Somebody up there likes me. I mean, when I say somebody up there, I mean somebody up those four stairs that <laughs> behind the bar. <laughs> That's a long four steps after a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, not as far as heaven, though. <laughs> okay, so we're back. We are back. And um, we're here with Renzo, yes. filmmaker, writer, uh, Screenwriter, director, producer. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, Lucha Libre film that you made. Whatever happened with that? Oh. The yeah. Mexican wrestling film. I am Luchador. Luchador, yes. Yeah. I am Luchador, yes. Yeah. I want to talk about that because I was fascinated, but I never saw it. I never saw it. What happened? Well, we had made some shorts on it, and they, and they got really good traction. So you're pitching shorts, basically. Yeah. Okay. You know, we were just wanted to, we were like, they were kind of like proof of concept type things. Right. And I thought they were really good. And they, I mean, they were they were good and uh, they were fun. Um, and we we took we took a lot of meetings and talked to a lot of people and so typical Hollywood. Yeah, yeah well, let's you know, do lunch. Let's do lunch. Got the, you're paying for lunch. Well, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. A lot. You of You leave talk. lunch and you're still hungry, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a long process of 
you know, were, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Yeah, you know, and there was times where, you know, there was talk where, uh, what's that rapper guy? Uh, Bull, Bull, Pitbull? Pitbull. Oh. Uh, yeah, Pitbull. Uh, Is he considered a rapper? I thought I, he I was just someone who ripped off people. I didn't even no, know. I know. He, <laughs> no, he raps. He's, a, he's an entertainer. You know? He's an entertainer? He's international. Is well, he? I, I didn't even, When I was told... He's that, the continental? So he has, he has, <laughs> sure. He has a uh, production company, and when I was told that it was... That he was, wanted to play Lucha? Well, he was interested in the, in the rights oh, you know, okay. and, uh, to make it a TV show, which I wasn't interested in at the time, but uh, when, I was, when I was told it was, that he was interested, I remember... I was kind you of went bought all his albums. No, I did no. not. I, still, I don't think I still have. I don't know if I've actually heard a song still. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting. I was outside a coffee shop with my lawyer, and he's telling me this. And I'm texting. I'm mad at him, and he tell, he's trying to like give me some good news, and he tells me this, and, and I look at him. I was like, "Who the fuck is Pit Pitbull? What the yeah. hell is that? Yeah. What, the, what, the, what the hell is?" I said, "What the hell is Pitbull?" And uh, he goes, "The rapper guy." I was like, "What?" And so I looked him up on my phone, and I saw him, and I was like. This is the guy from the Bud Light commercial. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's him. Yeah. And he says, yeah. And I was like, that's a real person? And he says, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a rapper. He's like really famous. He's like, I thought that Budweiser made him up to sell beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Spuds McKenzie, right? They, they would have if they needed to, but he, he, he'd already done the job. Right. No, that's exactly what I said. Just like Spuds McKenzie. And, yeah. uh, but apparently, no, he's a real, real live person. And where is he today? I'm sure he's doing just fine. <laughs> still in Miami. Yeah, yeah. He's still international. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it, the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. And, um, and it fell apart in a bad way for me personally, and um, and I, I got a really bad taste in my mouth about a lot of things. And I went into a pretty like dark little depression, not to you know rain on this, but you know like it wasn't a good place that I went to. And so, well, if I hit the Mega Millions, I'm going to produce your film. Okay, okay, but then, uh, but I'm going to star in it. But then what happened was. You know what's funny enough is I was I was just kind of I didn't I wasn't going outside I was just sitting at home watching TV I didn't want to go anywhere um, I didn't want to talk to anybody and I, and I watched this film uh, this documentary uh, I forgot what it's called but it was about this guy um, who he's produced hundreds of movies yeah uh, or My Life in Dirty Movies I believe it was called okay and so. Uh, He's directed and wrote hundreds of these, these dirty movies, uh, but yeah. they they weren't like they weren't uh, like hardcore pornography. They were kind of this girly movies. Yeah, you know, stag films. Yeah, like it was like a time. It was a different time, you know. Oh, it was right. a different time for sure. Yeah. yeah, and so, but they and I'm watching this documentary and and I'm watching the and you're jacking off. No, oh. <laughs> clearly, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm jacking off right now. I don't know. Let's hear the story. But just watching what he's what he's shooting, I was just like, I was very impressed with it. I was yeah. like, holy crap, this guy, this guy was actually a good filmmaker, or like he had talent there, you know. He was, but he but he had no money, and so what he was doing was he was um, he would rent the equipment on a on a Friday, and they would they would shoot that Friday, and then it's free on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because this place is closed. <laughs> yeah. That's you know that's the way yeah. public access was back in L.A. Okay. I used to do the same thing yeah. with, pub, with the public access channel in L.A. You, you, what you had to do was check it out, right? You'd have to like do a course. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to do a we course. We did the same thing. Yeah, here. you'd have to do a course. Yeah, Tom where they took teach the course. you how yes. to use this equipment yes. and stuff like that. And then you can have it. You check it out on this, Friday. This, the three quarter inch uh, right. videotapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you would have to deliver it by end of Sunday or very early Monday. Right. You know, and that's what we did. I, I, yeah, I did that a lot. Yeah, because it was like you'd rent the equipment and it was free, basically free for the weekend yeah. because, like you said, they were closed. And so, and then he would, you know, return it on Monday or whatever. But he would shoot his whole film over the course of a weekend. Yeah. And I'm watching these things and I'm, and I'm just, and I have this bad taste about the luchador thing because... It was originally not that big of an idea, like yeah. you know, in scale, yeah. and then uh, and people pushed me to make it bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, like millions and millions of dollars in budget, and I was just like, this isn't the movie I wanted to make, but right, but I do like millions of dollars, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with it, right? But, um, and, yeah, but so then I watched this, and I was and I was really inspired by this guy who may still be alive or maybe just recently died, but uh, let's say he's still alive. Yeah, let's go with that. So anyway. Um, he, 
he wrote this, he, he did everything himself and he filmed it over the course of the weekend. So I was re-inspired by this guy to nice. write a new movie where I didn't need anybody. Right, yeah. yes. And I was going to make it all by myself. Well, <laughs> yes, what the workers did I, take over the means of production, man. Yeah. What did I tell you five, seven years ago? Well, to write, you only need a, need a pen and a piece of paper. It costs you nothing to write. I told you writing is free. Right. And a friend of mine told... Sage advice, man. Yeah, I told... You never I, told me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got to hang around long enough to... I, I, I knew that I know you got money. You can pay for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I told Renzo, writing is free. Yeah. yeah. No, Which always, was, it was advice that someone gave me and years I, ago. I've always taken it to heart, and I've told you that before. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to kind of pull myself out of that you know, depression that I was in, I, you know, I thought about all the principles this guy used to make his movie and it was basically to get it done you know I decided I was going to kind of I was going to try to do the same thing I was going to write a film where I didn't I needed a very minimal crew at best I needed um, very very few actors um, very few locations and I could shoot it over the course of a weekend high concept yeah very high concept. And so I came up with Bird from that. Oh, okay. And it was All originally right. called uh, Seven Kisses Beneath the Sheets. I was very much still in the dirty movie. Thing. <laughs> I, I like that title. <laughs> if you're not going to use that, I might pick that up. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. The whole world can have it. But uh, No, I'm, it's, don't tell them that. Oh. <laughs> the world, whole world can't have it. It's mine. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll sign it over to you before we leave. Thank you. So, so yeah, I decided that I was going to write this this film, you know, and I had, and I was insane. I had gone crazy writing it. You know, it was only going to be two actors, and there was only going to be one location. And I, as far as crew, there wasn't. You know, I was going to shoot it myself. I was going to direct it myself. I was just going to have one person helping out with like lights, and then, and I wasn't going to. And I was planning to do all the sound as ADR because I didn't. I didn't even want to deal. So it sounds like an amateur porno. Tell film. us what ADR is. <laughs> They were going to basically... Audio, audio digital recording. They were going to record the sound afterwards. Uh, right. Or the, you know, the, they were gonna do, so we weren't really going to deal with sound that much you know, during the recording. And the actors would come back and re-record their vocals. and all that. Gotcha. Yeah. So what happened with Shooter, though? Remember, Shooter was another thing that you were... And I was in that, too. I was in the, in the hot tub scene where I get murdered. Right, so you're noticing that the failed projects you're in. <laughs> okay, all right, well, you know, I don't know, Manny. I have to reconsider your participation in this podcast oh. <laughs> in light of this exactly. new evidence. Yeah, I'll, I, I, mean, I, mean, I was in local, well, local 504 did no, okay. No, yeah, it was fine. But yeah. then Shooter, I was, the, I was the guy who gets murdered, who's having sex in the hot tub. You didn't get murdered. You were just witnessing the murder. I was witnessing. That's yeah. right. That's you were right. The, you were the mayor. Yeah, I was the mayor. Yeah. And then in Local 504, I'm the mayor. Right. You're I'm the, the puppet mayor. Puppet mayor. And then Lucha. Well, I'm not in Lucha. No, yeah. 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 I could have been a referee, though. Look, people, yeah. can, can you see the, a theme here? You know, <laughs> Manny has more experience than a lot of people we've elected. <laughs> you know, because he's at least portrayed several men. Mayors in yeah. several projects, and we but, elect people who have never been mayor in anything. Yeah, never done anything. But I must say, um, my four times running for mayor of this city, there was one year where we 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 had we had bumper stickers. One year, right? We had yard signs, but Renzo produced and directed my only commercial oh, campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. commercial. <laughs> Yes, and that that uh, was that was a big success. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a YouTube success, An I artistic think. success, yeah, 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 success rather. And it was hilarious because I told you what I wanted, and you right. got it perfectly. And there was, uh, I believe, uh, I think the Washington Post picked it up, or not yeah. Washington Post? What? Yeah, Washington Post. Yeah, picked Washington it up. Post picked it up, and. Uh, I forgot who, some other some other places picked it up, but uh, I remember one of the reviews of it was the the best the best commercial of the campaign season. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Where basically it was like you did the voiceover did, too. Yeah, did you the did the voiceover. voiceover. <laughs> it's like me at a he bar. He has a very smooth voice. He I does, noticed that as soon as he got he? in the car, he's smoker. He does. Velvety. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, yeah. Velvety. well, he's not really a smoker. He smokes one cigarette a day. That's like Marlena Dietrich, you know. Yeah, or but he smokes it through his nose. I know. I know. That's how he keeps his vocal cords so supple, you know. But the, the commercial was... Because I told you, I met you at the Blue Nile or whatever, or Blue Moon or whatever, Half, Half Moon. Half Moon. I said, I want this. Yeah. And then, like, I thought we were going to go shoot it. And all of a sudden, like, 
He has it done pretty much already. We went and shot it at the Blue Nile. I like that. I like that half about moved. somebody. Like I, I like his manic energy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he did the voiceover. It's basically what I wanted to say was, Manny Chevrolet doesn't care about this. He doesn't care about this. It's like an anti-Manny Chevrolet commercial. Okay. It's and then at the end of the commercial, yeah, I'm at the this, bar going the switch, and the switcher goes, "Hi, I'm Manny Chevrolet. I, I endorse this commercial." Right. <laughs> genius, man. Yeah, no, and right. he did it perfectly, and it's on YouTube still to this yeah, day. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's still on there. Yeah, but we'll the thing was, the, Nola.com, uh, Nola.com, which which was really bigger back then than mm-hmm. they are now. They they aired it. I remember they airing it, and I got some emails from some of the reporters and saying. Do you really want to air this? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I want to air this. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point. Yeah. Wait, we know you made this and you yeah, sent it to us, yeah. but are you really, you yeah, really yeah, want to air exactly, this? Exactly, because I was like, Manny Chevrolet doesn't care about the homeless. He doesn't care about you know, this. And now so at the end of the commercial, I'm raising my drink going, yeah, I endorse this. <laughs> <laughs> but the comments yeah. were 50-50. Uh, on the you know they always have a comment sure, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fifty fifty. It was like fuck Manny Chevrolet, <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, Why yeah, does he just leave? You know, blah, he doesn't like the right. city. Fuck him. And the other ones were like, yeah, go Manny, yeah, keep it up, baby, keep it up. <laughs> but it was all because because it was brilliant. Because you got remember I told you I said we're gonna have to get some free footage. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're gonna have to get some. What, what do they call that? Like a. Uh, 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 Stock reel, stock stock yeah. footage, yeah. So, and you found the best stock footage because it's like this little girl like holding her mom's leg and they're they're, they're like starving and stuff oh, like geez. that. And oh, like, geez. And like cities like just pummeled with like you know death um, and, and iron eyes Cody with a with a tear coming well, down his face. Yeah, yeah. Well, we found out he wasn't really Indian. He's not really Indian. Yeah. Did you know that iron eyes Cody, the the, oh, the actor the with the, the, guy? the Indian? He's from New Orleans. Well, he's actually, turns out, the, so uh, a former guest, Mr. Michael Tisserand, uh, whose book is coming out in less than 10 days, maybe just 10 days, it's, uh, uh, anyway, black and white, <laughs> George Harriman's uh, biography, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he said he's actually from uh, one of the Acadian parishes, yeah. but he's, he's an Italian. He's an Italian. <laughs> I feel like I just heard that recently, yeah. So, well, yeah, well, I just said it. Well, not that. A little more, less recent than that. Less recently than just now. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify. All right. So, listen, you, where, where, what neighborhood do you live in here? Uptown. You live uptown? Yeah. Down no, what part of uptown? Over by Turo. Turo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's my grandfather was born at Turo. Now, here's why he was born at Turo, because uh, that entire side of my family all worked for the phone company. The phone company... You know, being a monopoly that was also uh, uh, had a very strong union. They had a great contract. So, as a member of the phone, as a employee of the phone company, a member of the the union, you could pick whichever hospital you wanted to go to. Toro was, was the best <laughs> hospital. So, you know, everybody that knew enough chose Toro to have their children born there. So, well, I saw that they. That's where babies come from. Yeah, that's what the sign says. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. My kid was born there. Born there. <laughs> of course. And really? you know, yeah, my kid was born at Tor- And the first pe- people to come visit was my co-host Renee and his wife. Yeah, yeah. And we've been in touch ever since. You know, actually, yeah. we were in touch way before that. And In fact, uh, you know, you're mentioning the half moon. You know, one of the first serious conversations that you and I had concerning uh, giving Heroin? to the people. No, oh, no, okay. Well, besides that, um, the, the, your movie was at the Half Moon. I was right across the street with some other people at this other place, and you were over there, and I walked over, and we, this was after we talked at the uh, Walgreens checkout line. Okay. And then we actually met as, as uh, equals there at the Half Moon. God, that's good memory. I don't remember I that. I do have a memory. Yeah, 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 I don't no, remember no. that. But I'm sure it's true. It's absolutely Why would you lie to me? Yeah, about something like that. Yeah, why would you lie to me? So immaterial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's when we became... That's when, that's when I was getting my agent. And remember when we went and saw our agent... Well, I, here's what I remember. So Manny was making his movie, and, yeah. and he had... Mockumentary, not a mockumentary. mockumentary, okay. Yeah. And me and my he, wife were. So here's how Manny and I got to be friends. He, he, I was checking out, and he goes, Hey, remember we met 
I'm making this movie. You seem like a cool guy. Maybe you'd want to be in my movie. He goes, <laughs> and I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, I don't know. We're just like doing it on the fly. You know, like if you could think up a cool character that you'd want to play and exactly. just write some lines. Lenny Roman. And I'm like, okay, well, this is very intriguing. <laughs> um, so I thought about it. I was like, yeah, no, I got it. So I got the character. I got the backstory. I got what I'm going to do here. And so we went and shot that scene. And I said, okay, I'll be the fixer who comes in. He already had a, a campaign manager. I said, I'll be the fixer who comes in. And me and the campaign manager have a history in the, in the campaign game. And we're not, right. not so like, crazy about veterans. each other. You're veterans. You're like uh, Peter Boyle and the candidate. Right, right, right. You're like... Uh, I'm, I'm the fixer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're so, like um, so we, we Kathy the, Bates in Misery. No, <laughs> no I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, without the hammers. Um, so so we, we do this scene, and he goes, oh, well, that was really cool. It was fun. He goes, and then like a few days later, he calls me up. He goes, well, I got this other scene with this actor coming in. He's going to play this character you want to help me write this scene? Right. So we'd get together at the red door with, with a notebook. And, and, and get kicked out of the get red Get kicked door. out sometimes. Oh, sometimes God. they'd throw the notebook in the garbage. We'd have yeah. to go back on our, in, you know, with hat in hand, and they'd show us which garbage can they'd thrown the notebook in, and we'd get it back. But so every actor that we brought on, they'd all be going to these auditions, and we're like, how are you guys going? Where? Who's sending you on these auditions? Manny should be going on these auditions. <laughs> and they said, well... This one, the fame agency, fame send, agency yeah. it, sending us. And I was like, shit, Manny, you should go talk to the fame agency. Yeah. And I'm like, frankly, I should go talk to yeah, the fame agency. Yeah. You, you've actually had a lot of success with the fame agency. Well, yeah, time. we went and talked to Anne. Yes, Anne Massey. Anne, Shout out to Anne Massey. Yeah. Um, and she thought we were like a, a comedy team or oh, something okay. like that. She thought, thought we were going to say a couple of queers. But no, no, anyway. she thought we were a comedy. That's when she was still on Magazine yes, Street. Yes, She thought we were a comedy team, and, I, and she goes, so you guys are like a team? I said, no, no, no. no, no <laughs> I we're, hardly know this guy. <laughs> I, I, I just said we're writing partners and drinking buddies. That's basically what I told no, that's her. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, I get the Cox commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually Not for a few years. You got something a few yeah, years. Yeah, I actually right? wound up uh, getting getting cast as this uh, Canadian. Um, hockey player who was missing a few teeth and, and had really bad hair and we were supposed to it was like for some kind of uh, I don't know uh, trading cards or some something I and know. I had to, had to <laughs> but I, I actually kind of got the, the, the dopey face that this guy had. <laughs> I, I nailed it pretty hard <laughs> alright so getting back to you Renzo because yeah. you are our guest sure uh, and you're Still. milking that drink like uh, like I, I, uh, I'm, actually, I'm like Oh, you're catching up. You're catching, catching up. Catching up. I like it. All right. So, how do you feel as you? Because you're you're a writer. Sure. You're a writer at heart, right? Right. And I love writers. Most writers. Some of them. Yeah. You know, um, There's some. But how ones. do you feel? Because you cast yourself a lot of times. How do you feel that as you as an actor? I mean, you just do it out of because you have to do it because yeah. you can't afford yeah. to pay someone to yeah. do it. Sometimes because some of the actors in your films. Our members here, Vaughn. Yeah, uh, yeah. and Car, uh, not Carlos. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, Carlos. He was in Local Five Hundred Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an actor, how do you yeah. feel you are as an actor? Oh, I think I'm terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a musician, Renzo, until I tried to act, I had no idea how difficult it is. Now, playing music, it requires a lot of practice requires a lot of um, obvious skill, but there's a lot of place to hide as a, as a musical performer. You're in the ensemble or even, you know, you're with the instrument. When you're acting, there's nowhere to hide. It's just you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I don't like it necessarily. <laughs> terrifying. You know, uh, like two, just a couple years ago, I guess it was, so last film festival, I guess, or, or the film festival before, I was in a movie that uh, showed at the film festival called People. And, uh, and it was funny because my friend, a friend of mine wrote it. And it was a feature film. And, he, you know, he, it's on... It's on a, he had some success with it. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. You can stream it. Um, and then it's also on... What's it called? People. 
Oh, people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you're one of the people. I am one of the people. It's people who need people. Yeah. People are the loneliest people. Luckiest people. <laughs> oh, the luckiest people, yes. In the world. And it's a pretty big role. Like, there was no one, for the most part, everybody's, you know, as far as, you know, uh, roles went, we're all the same. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, uh, so, I never... Usually it's, you know, usually if I put myself in a thing, it's very small role, yeah. you know, or, you know, I don't have to really try that hard, but this time I had to like remember lines and, oh God, and do stuff and act. Well, know. the lines are the easiest part of it. The, the hardest part is just the presence, the look behind your eyes where you're, you know, how like, you know, that's the ineffable part. Yeah, you know, and so I was supposed to play. I was supposed to be angry, at, yeah, yeah. and uh, at one point at the you know the situation in the room. But what was funny is, um, at the time, and this is not currently, but at the time the the DP I did not like, um, or I was yeah. I wouldn't even say that I didn't like necessarily as much as I was I was angry at him, and so he had a history. Yeah, we had a history. Okay, so, well that explains. Yeah, it then, and yeah, so yeah. I was I was angry at him for for something else that we'd done together. Uh, but he didn't. In retrospect, it turned out he didn't even realize he had done done he wrong, did, and yeah. he and he had truly apologized for it. And we're cool. Oh, yeah. And so then, um, but then there was two other characters in that same scene who I did not like mm-hmm. as human beings. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about me right now? Oh, we're great. <laughs> okay, because I'm just like statistically, it seems like a lot of people that you don't like in these stories. Well, yeah. you know, you better like he's your ride home. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, there was, you know, so there was all these people in this room. That uh-huh. was, like basically, I'm like, like, I don't like any of these people. Yeah. But it was also my character was to not like any of these people. Well, that, so you're going that, straight, uh, straight method. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we just so I had a place to dig from, you know. And nice. Then, and so then there was a part where I had to punch one of the guys. Um, oh, so cool. There's a part of this later on where you're going to have to punch one of us. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one. It's him. <laughs> I, I figured. Okay. So, oh, nice. so we kept, uh, you know, we had, a, we had, you know, obviously I didn't hit him, you know, and we kept going through You blocked it. it. You blocked it and stuff. We, like we kept that. going through it over and over and over, and the director, every time, you know, it doesn't look real enough for him, you know, again, 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 again. And then finally... Um, I actually hit him. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, straight method, man. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm a little ashamed because he did, he's supposed to go down and he didn't. Oh, you okay. Know, but, uh, so you got to hit him again, right? I, uh, that's, that's what I figured. <laughs> but I looked at him, I, I hit him, and when I made contact, I didn't actually mean to yeah, hit him. Sure. And, uh, a glancing blow. Yeah, and so when I made contact, he stumbled though, you know, okay. and uh, and he grabs his face like like he got hit, like yeah. he would, and his and it was a sucker punch because he wasn't expecting to get hit, and um, and then in, like I'm, you know, under my breath, I'm going, go down, just go down, just go down, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, because that's what he's supposed to do in the scene. Right. You know? yeah. Yes, stay in the scene, please. <laughs> I know you just got hit in the face, but go for it. And that actor is Harvey Corman, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harvey Corman. Never, never be another. But, but yeah, in the end, uh, they ended up cutting that entire scene all together. Well, that's what I hate, too. <laughs> I've done, I've gotten casted in like films, little indie, but, you know, low indie films. Only, yeah. And you, you work, you, you're nervous about it. Sure. You're nervous about like, well... Fuck! I've never met these actors. There's no money for rehearsal time. Right. You just have to go in there and say your lines and do your shit and hope it turns out they like it. Right. And then you do it and you come out going, Yeah, yeah, baby, that was good. Yeah, Killed yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then like, it's on the it's on the editing room floor. It's never it never shows <laughs> yeah, up because we shot four hours. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can yeah, only yeah. be uh, well, uh, just like our my mockumentary. There was tons it's of twenty stuff. minutes long. You said. Yeah. Well, it was, wait, twenty minutes too long. Twenty minutes too long. That's what I. And um, and there's probably about 20 minutes that never even made it because it was just like unusable. Oh, way more than 20 yeah. minutes. I mean, you know how we were. It took us two and a half years to make this film. Right. Yeah, no, I can remember some nights where I, I, I totally burned the whole night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, but I, I thought, well, that's, that's, it's cool because it's New Orleans. It's like, eh, we'll do it tomorrow. Right. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll, we'll get this done tomorrow. Well, you know, Manny, I explained to you that in New Orleans... 
because uh, he's at the beginning it was he was you know first getting used to working with people here and I said look if you just get up and work a little bit every day you're going to be way ahead of everybody else <laughs> yeah. because you know as, as easily as people will say yes it's just that hard to get them to actually show up and do it well, <laughs> well yeah. you know yeah, when we so did the, the local 504 it also took us like, oh it took years to yeah, it took like Katrina two, was in 2005 it didn't get done to what 2008 or something 2009 yeah, something like that. you know so it took us a couple years and to, I did my scene in 2008 yeah. where all I had to do was walk in and shake somebody's hand right That's a, that was my whole scene and I waited 12 hours to do right. it oh, because, because exactly like you said we had one guy who didn't show up right you know yeah and uh and I ended up changing the entire ending of the movie because he didn't show up. This yeah. was the last scene where I was, he was supposed to, I forgot what he was supposed to do. Did you rewrite the ending? Yeah, I rewrote it because he wasn't, he wasn't there. He, apparently, we, I'd given up. He wasn't going to show up. So I, I uh, rewrote it where he got killed and I was going to get somebody else just, and you were just going to see his feet and right. you were just going to go, right. that, must, that must be him. Right. And then he shows up all of a sudden and I was just like, oh boy. And he's, Stoned out of his mind. So you killed him for real. So yeah. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> guess what we're making today is a snuff film. So <laughs> I like it. So we were at the Saint, and yeah, uh, yeah. and so we, I, I didn't, I couldn't depend on him to remember his lines or anything. So I basically had him walk out, walk up on stage, and then before he even said a word, it was like it was supposed to be. He gets shot. Yeah. yeah I, I was. I was inspired by. Um, by uh, the, the Kennedy boy, what's his name? Bobby. Bobby? Yeah, Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. So I was like, "This is gonna be a Bobby Kennedy." I thought you were gonna say Bo- uh, Dimebag Daryl. But anyway. <laughs> I was like, "This is gonna be a, a Bobby Kennedy situation here." Right. Sirhan, Sirhan. Yo, so he gets shot, and then the scene after that is me shaking hand with the uh, with the, 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 the Russian, Russian yeah. the Russian guy. Yeah. So I'm the new puppet. Right. The Quisling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we took us for years. And, it, you know, to do it, we were filming on weekends. And, and some of our scenes were uh, elaborate for what at the level we were at, at the time. And everything was a scam. I mean... Well, I, it's guerrilla filmmaking at its best. Yeah, I mean... I That's li- what it comes down to. I, I, That's what we did yeah. for our mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I was in this movie with Doris Wishman. You know, Doris Wishman. Yeah. She was, so she was like the female Russ Meyer. So she, her, she was an early widow in maybe like the early 50s, mid 50s, and she took her, uh, her death benefit and thought, you know, I've seen these B movies. I think I could make something like this. So she right. made all these, like a whole series of like girly movies. And cool. at the end of her life, um, my friend Glenn Styler was cast as the male lead and Satan was a lady. And uh, that, but that's how Doris Wishman shot all of her movies, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's guerrilla filmmaking. Like yeah. the films I did with my friend Modi was basically like, oh look it, let's go do this right now. No one's looking. There's no traffic's cool. Traffic's cool. Let's go do it. Boom! And when we do it, and then all of a sudden, like people would come out of their storefronts going, "What the hell are you doing here?" You know, it's like we're later gone. Don't see worry you, about bye. it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Don't worry about it. it. Sounds we're like done. a Fairfax accent yeah. you're doing there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we didn't do too much of that. Most of our stuff was sort of somewhat planned. I mean, but but all, you didn't have any permits or no, anything no, like that. no, yeah, no. Yeah, we got yeah. and we've gotten threatened with arrest at times. Permits, yeah, yeah permits. We don't need no stinking <laughs> permits. permits. Um, but um, but yeah, we would shoot on the weekends, and I I learned. Um, at, at one point, to really hate the Saints, you know, because because they took your weekends. We all have. <laughs> they, they would take. Yeah, they took my Sundays. You know, yeah, and I needed to shoot, and so yeah, that happened to us and, too. And then I'm like, all right, we're gonna shoot on this day, and then I got like half the people in the crew like, oh, we have season tickets, so we can't yeah. miss that. I'm like, that happened to us too. Uh, the thing at City Park, we did. Remember, we did the big yeah, thing and, at City. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, two of our camera people, we were three cameras. Two of them were like, "Oh, the Saints are on." I'm not gonna. Well, and that's when they were like that? four and twelve that year right, too. Right. Yeah, what's that place called? It's right by the casino. Yeah, it's yeah. The, uh, it's the big Greek colony, not yeah. the big one, but the smaller one. The, the small room. Yeah, the small room at City Park. <laughs> yeah, small room, but right, right next to the casino, <laughs> right. whatever that's called. Well, yeah, we yeah. were shooting. Remember, there. we were shooting there. We had yes. a, we had the the dancers. Here's we what had... I remember about that. It was the one day that Peter Holzapple was there. And I had my infant son, or uh, toddler son, and I was, you know, being a loving parent and parenting him. And after that day, Peter goes, you know, Renee, 
I totally changed the way I think about you <laughs> based on how nice you were to your son. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I really yeah. didn't like you yeah. before this, but before now this. I see, you know. But it was great. We got tons of people person. out there. We got like 100 people out oh, yeah. there that day. And Debbie Davis did that yeah. amazing Bad rend- rendition of the national anthem where she changed keys about every measure well, and I a half. I said, you have to <laughs> sing it bad. Yeah. You have to sing this bad. I remember bad. that. Uh, yeah, 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 you have to sing this bad. Look, only a great singer could do what she did. Right. Like, you know, some, and anybody, her husband. Husband. What's her husband's name? Um, Matt Perron. Yeah. He was, I, I said, okay, no one applaud except Matt. <laughs> that was the key scene. Remember? <laughs> She's like singing the national anthem and it's horrible and no one applauds and except Matt going, yeah, baby. Yeah. America. America. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just, so last. We should just produce that, just release yeah. that on YouTube. That would be funny. I got to find it. Yeah. So, well, I have it. I just don't know how to transfer that shit. I don't know the technology. You don't know how to do anything. You yeah, don't know I don't. how to use your, your, your smartphone, Manny. You can't, no. you can't post. It's not you a can't smartphone. Re- I don't have a smartphone. You have an iPhone, right? I have an Android. Okay, well, it's I don't know what that so means. Fairly smart, I think. Didn't well, you have my, an iPhone? M- no, my wife and child said, "You have an Android. We don't know how to deal with you." So they basically well, why did you get an Android, Manny? Because it was I don't, cheaper. It was way cheaper because they know. want all the effects. See, I can't help you either. Yeah, I don't know. they want mm. all that stuff. I can't save everybody, man. Yeah, Renzo, it's been nice knowing you. Mm-hmm. They're really giving us a a long leash here. What time is it? She's got some drinkers here still. I like that. You know, a lot of times... uh, They kick us out. Well, here's what what often happens is Miss Yolanda comes in. She starts scraping. You see how all these chairs are pulled out? She'll scrape the shit out of these chairs. It'll be... No, it's not like that. That's gentle. It'll sound like like, uh, somebody going through a buzzsaw. Right. And, uh, you know, it cracks us up. It's so loud sometimes. She's so, so uh, definitive about it. But, you know, often they start blinking the lights. But, you know, let's, let's uh, see how far we, uh, well, how far we can run here. Well, I'm interested in is there's this old guy up at the bar and he's got three chicks with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I'm interested in. Yeah, I can't handle all of them. Well, that's um, what I'm interested in. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> uh, well, you know, we are sitting in the uh, Midnight Cowboys uh, table here. Manny pointed out as we sat down, it was, was before we started recording, but we are in the Midnight Cowboys lair. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's actually, fuck it, man. I'm glad he's gone. I'm, I'm glad he's gone, I, I, too. I like it. I, I Renzo is a filmmaker. Let's walk around. You can see the locations here. They're beautiful. A lot of films are being made yeah. here. So are we winding this up, Manny? I think so, because i got to pee like the coolie dam Okay, right well, now. let's do that. So, you know, right. Renzo, uh, we always thank like to you. say at the end, thank you so much, man. You've been so forthcoming. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, it's very tender, man. I, I like when when guests get like really real. You know, like you're t- telling a, a story. I can tell your, you know, your emotions are right there, man. As mine are, as are mine, I should say. <laughs> so, as are mine. That's in my new underwear I'm wearing. <laughs> Manny Chevrolet. All right, Troubleman Podcast. Yeah. So in Troubleman Podcast, we always like to say. Uh, trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. night.